Today on the show, we're talking about the cost of convenience. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name is Courtney. I'm your host. And today we are back with another roundtable. I can't remember the last time we did another one, but I'm joined with Jace and Trevor. Hey, Jace. How's it going? Hello. Welcome. And so today we're talking about the cost of convenience. And I think we'd be silly to think that convenience does not come at a cost. Well, then it comes at a couple of costs. There's the financial cost, which is going to be obvious. But I think there's some other hidden cost conveniences that can eat away at you slowly over time. So if we were going to talk at convenience at the highest level, how would we how would we define it? So I, I'm going to give you a definition. So convenience is... In, I want. I'm hoping you guys disagree with this because it makes for far more entertaining audio. <laughs> so convenience to me is something I could do myself, but I choose to pay somebody else to do it, or I, I choose to buy that service, but I could actually do it myself. I think that is the definition of convenience. I don't think there's any arguing with that. Okay. So what about you, Courtney? Is that? Yeah. No, that sounds pretty solid. I'll, okay. I'll go with that. I'll take that. <laughs> Well, can, can I said there's a, the, there is the financial cost of convenience and then there's the hidden cost of convenience. So if you were to look at it from, forget the financial side. So if you, if you get somebody to do something for you and you, you didn't pay them, is that, you might have to reciprocate. Just say you had somebody help you move, right? Some friends. So clearly you could have hired movers. You, I guess if you're, strong enough you could have moved yourself or you could have you recruited all your friends to help you move but in recruiting your friends there's kind of a hidden cost there you're gonna have to reciprocate and help them move so is is that is that something does that alter your definition well for me like moving has always kind of been a joint thing with my friends i've never really paid anyone to ever help me move um i find the cost of owing a friend uh, a lot easier than the cost of paying, you know, hundreds of dollars to movers. But it's, it still represents a debt out there that needs to be paid. Yeah, but owing a friend uh, a, a favor is a lot less on my conscience than spending that much money, which is that much time that I've had to put into my job to have to pay for those people to move me. I don't, I don't disagree, but does that alter your definition of the cost of convenience, knowing it's not necessarily a financial cost? I'd say it's actually not convenient to have people come and help you. Like, we moved pretty recently, and we had to rally everyone up, and everyone showed up at different times, and it was not convenient at all. Nobody was all there at 9 a.m. to help us move. Okay, that's a good so, point. So, so, had you hired movers... They would have been it, there. It, it, it would have been, been more far more convenient. See, and then yeah. I... It's funny you mentioned that, because I swing completely the other way. I mean, not that I don't value money by any means because I obviously value money, but I will much more willingly kind of leave leave others out of it in order not to inconvenience anyone else. And it's inconvenient to spend money on something in that scenario, but I will much rather I would much rather do that than 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 inconvenience other people around me because that doesn't feel convenient for for others. So maybe that's just a me thing, but a lot of the time, too, though, your friends want to help you. It's not it's not like inconvenience to them to have to come and help you. A lot of the time, they'll want to support their friend, if they're good friends anyway. 
I'm sorry. I've never been waiting by the phone hoping somebody to call me help ask to have to move. That's never happened. I've, I've never been, I've never been disappointed when I found out somebody moved and they didn't call me. Maybe I just have really good friends. I don't know. So, Kayla, let's, let's, let's go back to the topic of convenience. Why? I mean, we always say that when that that doing things, that being frugal, that living financially um, smart, or whatever you want to say, have we always we always say that by doing that, it, that is never convenient. Doing packing your lunch, packing your own coffee, those are just small examples on an everyday basis. But we always say here on the podcast that um, living uh, a smart financial life is not always convenient, and I think that's what this comes down to today. No, I agree. I agree that that's a good point. So let's let's kind of dive into the types of conveniences you can buy and the types of conveniences you can pay for because I mean there are a ton and we have we have six laid out here that um that that we feel that you could buy or pay for to kind of make your life more convenient. Um so the first we have is transportation. So this is this is an obvious one. I think most people in fact you have to buy transportation as a convenience. You, other than that, it's your feet. You're walking, right? Yeah. So, and the obvious one that most people buy is a, is a convenience is they buy a car, and a car is a very expensive convenience, but it's an incredibly rewarding convenience. I, but this is one that I think once you get this convenience, you can you can never turn the clock back. You you can't undo this once you have the convenience of a car. I, I, okay, I'm going to take that back. Just say you live in a in a rural setting and you have a car and then you move downtown. You may give up your car for that. Possibly, I, I've never made that transition. But I honestly, I can't imagine me not owning a car and giving up that convenience. So I'll have to agree and disagree with that. So I recently just got a car, um, but it wasn't based out of convenience. I got a car for a job that I had to um, have a car to get to. So it was kind of need base. Um, I'll definitely have to agree with the fact that once you have a car, it's extremely hard to ever think of going back. So now that I have one, I can't imagine not having one uh, just because it has made most other things in life convenient. Um, But I didn't initially get the car for convenience. I got it to drive an hour to work outside, you know, the normal area where buses will go. So I didn't really have a choice of alternative transportation to get there. It was a car or nothing. So some people acquire cars based out of need. Uh, Other people acquire them out of convenience. And so we still live downtown. I still have a car, but I don't work downtown. So I have to drive out of downtown to get to where I'm going. So even though we live downtown, we have all the conveniences of being able to walk a lot of places to get what we need um, or bus a lot of places. I still need that car. So what do you think about the stress you've added to your life knowing you could, okay, sir, do you think you could ever turn back the clock on that convenience and, and be carless? I don't think I could. Um, and this is from the, how long have you owned a car, just time-wise? A month, maybe now. A month. Yeah. So, so owning a car for a period of one month, you, you, so I know I could never turn this off, but you, do, you don't feel you could, you could now be carless? No, I don't think so. So it, it's now you've added something to your life where you you cannot undo this. No, you've you've added a layer of complexity that can never be taken away. No. So, so I have a question for you. How how frequently do you use this car for transportation to your job versus 
conveniently driving it for groceries, for for wherever you're going and, and you now perceive it as more convenient than walking? How is how inconvenient is taking any other form of transportation now that you have your car? Well, I use my car twice a day to get to and from work and it's about an hour and 20 minute drive to get there. So I use it for roughly about three hours a day if there's traffic. And then when I get home, instead of walking to the grocery store, which is about 30 minute walk, it's a five minute drive. So of course, I'm not going to spend that 30 minutes walking. I'll take the car, do the five minute drive, get the groceries in and out, come home. I'm home within the time it would have taken me to walk there. So for me, it's not really a cost of of convenience. It's a cost of time. So yes, it's more convenient to take this car, but I'm spending a lot less time that I would have had to spend on the bus or walking to go get those groceries, to struggle with carrying them on the bus home, to struggle with walking home with them in the rain. The, The cost of convenience for me is something that I'm not willing to pay. So I I agree. So, so the convenience comes in in a couple. Is I think whenever you buy a convenience, it is time based. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. So it, you're you're buying time. You're actually with any convenience. You're buying it. It it translates into time, but I just think I can't think of another convenience where you can't like. So our next one is meals. So it's. I think you could un- you could you could buy the convenience of meals, and then you can revert back to not cooking it yourself, right? Yeah. But I think transportation is the only one that it, I'm not saying it can't be turned back or turned off, but it is the hardest one, without question. Transportation is going to be incredibly hard to undo. And I'd have to, unlike the less the rest of the five items on our list, I, to to kind of Jace's point, this is one where. You, it's kind of the fine line between is this convenient slash is this necessity gets a little blurred with the, the rest of the five that we're going to be reading off. We know, we know easily that it is a convenience, but for this one, it can kind of get a little blurred. I mean, you don't, you're sometimes taking it, taking your car somewhere and it's not always necessarily um, out of need, but, but you might assume it is. Like it's kind of that blurred line. I agree, I agree. And the thing with a car is it, the more you use it, the more dependent you become on it. Ooh, yes, yes. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, so I think a, a car in our society is the ultimate convenience. And I, I, don't, I personally don't know anybody who either doesn't have a car, isn't planning on getting a car, or didn't used to have a car. Like, I don't know anybody who, 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 who doesn't have a car, had a car in their life, or plans to have one in their life or currently has one. So let's jump on to meals. You mentioned that one, Trevor. And meals is this huge up-and-coming phenomena of convenience. I mean, between Uber Eats, uh, Meal Fresh, uh, any other kind of delivery service where something you'd otherwise have to make is now essentially brought to your lap. I mean, you can Uber Eats McDonald's and Tim Hortons. I mean, that that kind of, that, that's I, that's convenience at its core. So here's my position on on food. I, I do eat, go out for meals with family and friends. And I do it not for the cons- consumption of food. I do it for the commodity, the, the, the gathering of people. The thing is, eating is the one thing all us humans have in common. We all have to do. We it's a it's a an activity we can share and join in and 
And we all enjoy good tasting food equally, right? So it's something we can all, like if one guy's, one person is a sports fan and one person appreciates art museums, they, they, their appreciation for those visual things are, are, are dramatically different. But food, we can all appreciate food. We all need to eat. My problem is going is buying the convenience of meals at a restaurant or like you said, Uber Eats, for the purpose of the consumption of food to to fulfill a hunger need. That is where that that is a convenience I'm not willing to pay for. So you're saying that you're taking in one in one view that going out to eat is viewed as entertainment. It's, it's, it's as, as if you're going to go watch a sports game with someone who likes to watch sports. It's kind of just a form of entertainment in your budget. That's kind of where it falls. Exactly. I refuse to buy meals because I'm hungry. That is that is not that is not something. I mean, even if I'm on vacation, I will go to a grocery store, get some groceries, and take it back to my hotel room. I will I will not buy meals of convenience because I'm hungry. That is just not something i'm okay i've done it i i've uh, due to poor planning on my part i've been in a situation where i'm hungry and i don't have a meal or have the ability to to make a meal i i actually have to go to a restaurant it's happened like i mean i'm not this super resilient person but it, it is the exception not the rule and i mean i'm i'm is this i i'm so this is a convenience i'm not willing to pay for I like this. And uh, is it because of the incredible markup on oh, it's the... It's outrageous. Okay. I mean, well, yeah. if you think about it, the the cost of getting, let's say, a vegan burger, fries, and a drink is the same as the cost of making a meal that'll last you a week for lunches. Yeah, that's, a, that's so very true. So looking at that yeah. cost, yes, you're, you're, you're getting that convenience from that one meal, but you're also sacrificing the ability to have maybe six meals for the price of that one. And so is it really that convenient? Because you're going to be spending a lot of your money on that and you're not going to be having that ability to make those lunches instead of just buying that one meal. So it's not really worth it long term. Short term, it's gratifying though. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's any convenience short term is, is very enticing, right? But it's it's the long term effect that, that and this is just... I'm basing it purely on math, but also quality of food. Mm -hmm. You're hard-pressed to find high-quality food, the kind of quality of food I can make in my kitchen versus what I would get in a restaurant. And I mean, if if any of our listeners are thinking about their go-to salad place, their go-to smoothie place, they're like, no, no, but my food is healthy there. You are paying an incredible premium for those ingredients. Like, Here's a common thing you could get from a healthy standpoint is smoothies. You know, They're very popular. Some of the places that sell them a question their their health consciousness in their smoothies but let's just say you go to a place where it's a very high high quality smoothie you pay around eight bucks for a smoothie i can make like you said i can make a week's worth of smoothies for eight bucks so the next one on our list is chores so this counts as anything anything kind of house cleaning wise that happens with your home to keep up its maintenance and appearance so the obvious ones that homeowners would pay for is things like having your your lawn cut or your your driveway the snow shovel to your driveway for us Canadians or north people in the northern United States. Uh, these are I I, you know, I look in my neighborhood and I see a lot of lawns being cut by young kids for where, where I know people young kids don't live in those houses so I know people are paying for that convenience. The flaw with this one is once you pay someone to cut your grass for a whole summer, I don't like the chances of you ever cutting your grass again. You know, once you cross that bridge, because what happens is you'll fill that void of time up 
with something else. So I used to have young kids that lived at home and they would cut my grass for me as a chore. And when they left, I, I, I was just awestruck by how often I have to cut my grass. <laughs> you know, it, it really took, a, it, so it took me a while to fit that back into my day. And I, I ended up being more thankful to my kids, you know, after I realized how much time they were investing in it. And the other one's shoveling snow. The problem with snow shoveling is the grass cutting, you can sort of plan. I'm going to cut it next Thursday. Well, the snow is something you got to shovel that snow when it falls, right? Yeah. And, and it may be at the most inconvenient time. So those are two of the big ones that, so I'm not willing to pay for those because once I big, once, once I pay somebody to do that, I will fill that void of time with something. It might be watching TV. Okay. We'll be watching TV, but it might be reading books. It might be doing something that I enjoy. And then the thought of having to go back and doing something that I don't enjoy. So for the record, I do not enjoy cutting grass or shoveling snow. <laughs> so I'm not prepared to do that because it's kind of like the car. There's, okay, you can revert back. You can turn back the clock because my kids used to cut my grass and now I cut it. So obviously I, I've done that transition, but it was hard. It was really hard. I don't want to go through it again. So that's one I'm not willing to, to, to budge on because once I stop, and, and, and you know what? The older you get, so I'm in my 50s, if I give up cutting grass, the thought of going back to cutting grass will even seem more insurmountable. So I, I, that's one I'm not prepared to give up until I absolutely have to. So being the kid who cut the grass at, at my household and shoveled the, the lawn, um, or cut the lawn, sorry, and shoveled the driveway, um, that's one of the, the few things that I actually do enjoy. Um personally about living in a home um, is having that that ability to do that yourself and I think a lot of it's just mentality so having the mentality that this is a chore that you have to do is going to make it feel like an inconvenience Um, but for me personally I get excited about when the grass is growing and I get excited about when the snow is falling because that's the changing of the seasons there's exciting times coming summer is going to be here or Christmas is coming. For me, those are exciting things. And so if you have a good mentality about that, if you're you're happy when you see your first snowfall and you're happy when the first blades of grass come up and you know that, yes, that's a part of this season, um, but enjoy every minute of it because it's not going to stay for long and it's going to be a year till that comes back. So having that, that mentality doesn't make it an inconvenience. It makes it fun. So I don't disagree with you because I know a ton of people that do enjoy yard work. I, I despise yard work. And the other one I forgot to throw in was raking leaves. <laughs> okay, I can't stand. So I don't get any joy out of yard work. And I was going to say, when I heard you saying that, I say, yeah, I used to. But you know what? I probably enjoyed the first couple of times of cutting the grass. And then by the middle of July, when the sun was beating down, I was done with it. So and then shoveling the snow, I get the first couple of snowfalls, they're not that heavy and it's kind of exciting, you know, snow, you shovel it. But year after year after year, it, it would wear me down. So I, I think I did share your excitement early on, particularly with my first home. Mm-hmm. You know, the thought of cutting my own grass, I, but 30 years later, <laughs> <laughs> I, my enthusiasm's waned a bit. So, I, but I do know people my age who just, okay, and here's the word I can disagree. But I know people my age, they either really enjoy shoveling snow and look at it as exercise and, and they'll shovel their neighbor's driveway too, or they really like cutting grass. You know, they're, they're the one or the other. So I know people that, I do know people my age that really enjoy 
aspects of lawn work. I, I actually I don't know anybody who likes raking leaves. <laughs> I don't mind so it that, actually. It's it's so, meditative. So, but after thirty years of doing it, you may your enthusiasm on all aspects of yard work may start to wane, and you may like one aspect only, or certain aspects of it, or certain. You might like it in the spring, but not like it in the fall. Who knows? But I, I wish I could adopt a mindset where I enjoyed it more because it is really good exercise and it gets you outside. But I just, I'm sorry. I, I just, it, but the, in saying how much I dislike it, it's still, I'm not willing to pay someone to do it because there's no undoing that. Yeah. And, and that, that was my question for you, devil's advocate. I mean, if, if we, if we are, spending our time doing things we despise doing that means that we're maybe not spending our time the ways that we should be using spending our time i mean everyone can kind of sit here and say oh i i don't enjoy going to work but i go to work anyway so i get that life is full of of engaging activities that are maybe not the most rewarding or satisfying but in the same breath it's your spare time uh, we we could argue that and maybe that is for some individuals, worth a worthwhile expense for paying for convenience. I mean, and again, you've kind of justified yourself that it's not, but it's in that in that sense. If you despise it that heavily, it, it could be a space in an area where you would be willing to have uh, someone someone pay to do the things you despise doing. But I, I think it still comes back to mentality. If you constantly have that mentality where you go into something thinking you won't enjoy it or knowing that you won't enjoy it of course you're never going to enjoy it but if you go into that mentality being like yeah this is something i have to do or something i'm not willing to pay someone else to do and have a positive outlook going into it and just being like you know it'll only take 15 20 minutes we'll do it we'll get it done and then we can move on with our life and do other things so like dishes i absolutely hate dishes having a dishwasher is so much better than not You're having a dishwasher. You're buying a convenience. You're buying a convenience with a dishwasher. But it came with the place that we just rented. So we didn't go out of our way to buy one, but we're but grateful. There's an operating cost. There's an operating there's cost an operating to that. Cost. But so that has saved me a lot of time personally. So you are willing to buy a convenience for chores. I'm not willing to buy it. No, and no, I wouldn't no. have gone out of my way to buy it. But, but you're it paying with the it. operating cost of that. The water. I'd be paying for the water either way, doing the dishes No, 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 the no, no, no. But it, they, it heats water, the water yeah. up. Yeah. It's less yeah. water. It dishwashers are far more inefficient than washing by yes. hand. Yes. Yeah. So, so you are willing to buy a convenience for some things that you don't For like. some things that I don't like, yes. I am willing to operate the dishwasher, but I was I wouldn't be willing to go and buy one. So that is the difference. So it came with it. I'm going to use it because it's already there. I wouldn't have gone out of my way to purchase one, though. So Now, one could argue... I have a dishwasher that I bought, and you could argue the point that d the dishes become more cleaner and more sterile because of the <laughs> dishwasher. See, this is the, this is this the is how you can, justification. This is how you can twist this, right? But but a dishwasher is a good point. I never thought of that. It's like buying a convenience. It is buying a convenience, but we wouldn't have gone out of our way to buy one because so, this has been a discussion before. Um so for, for me, though, going into the mentality of I still have to rinse the dishes to put them in the dishwasher. So in, in some sense, I'm still doing dishes constantly. Um, but that convenience for me is, is good because for me, I'm going to have a more positive mentality now going into loading a dishwasher and unloading a dishwasher than standing there for an hour doing a bunch of dishes. So even though... But I you would know have what? just kept doing dishes if we didn't go and buy one or if it didn't come with the place. I would have just kept going through that, but played music or 
tried some way to make it more enjoyable. Um, so no, you know what's going to happen is the, the the effort of washing the dishes seemed like a lot of work. So eventually your no, new normal is going to get shifted to it's a lot of work to empty the dishwasher. <laughs> Ooh, right? yes. Load it. So that, that actually gets shifted to... Oh, I gotta empty the dishwasher. That'll seem like a lot of work. Yeah, so, yeah maybe so you, the nor the new normal gets shifted. And so wait, here's the other one. Here's the other one. In my neighborhood, I so I work nine to five. But whenever I take a vacation day, I can't help but notice the maid service cars that pull into people's driveways. There's quite a few in my neighborhood where people have a maid service. They often okay, come in and so clean their house when they're gone. I have Is that a service this. you could ever picture yourself paying? For? No. Personally, I'm not comfortable with someone else so, coming into my home. Well, well, these people are all bonded, but just just imagine you have like three kids, and you you and your 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 spouse both work eight hours a day. Do you really want to come home and have been away from your kids all day and clean toilets, make supper? You know, you can see where people can. It's it's a service I've never paid for, but. When I hear people justify, so I work with people that have made services, and when I hear when I hear them justify, they they talk about, you know, this this will allow this enables them to spend more time with their kids and do their kids' activities. It's so long that's why you're doing it, and not so you can get in more Netflix or whatever. So long you're doing it to be more productive with your family. I could get behind that. So I guess it's something that I can't really talk to, not having a family. But for me, I would have that mentality. So the way that I operate at home is as soon as I dirty something, I clean it immediately. So there's not but this progression of a snowball effect of family. chores that I have to do. If I drop something on the floor, I sweep. And then I'll just sweep the whole room yeah, at the same time. But, but you're talking about but when you have kids... You're cleaning up. Right, for and I'm people. saying I can't talk to that. Yeah, you can't because yeah. I don't have a family. But I am saying what I can talk. To. No, no, but I, so I'm saying it's people who it's only people with kids that are ever going to entertain. Yeah, a maid service. Well, maybe but, maybe not but, though. I know some single people who do it too. Okay, and, and okay. so it's it's just a it's a matter of if but, they don't feel like doing it a lot. So of the not time, having kids is hard to speak. Service. But could you get behind having a maid service, which would allow you to spend more time with your family? Well, you can always include your family in those chores. And again, you know, like I'm not the, I'm not a person who has kids, but I would include my family in the chores that we're doing. So you just do everything together. And of course, with maybe four people doing it. See, I okay, so I like that. So I grew up, you know, I grew up people. in a household where um I know some families kind of had an allowance system for chores, but I grew up in a household where I, there was no um, monetary incentive to do chores. It was literally my mom and my dad were doing, were, were, were cleaning the house and we were invited to partake in that. And it kind of came this fun family activity where we'd race to see who got to the vacuum cleaner first and who would get to sweep. And it, it became this really, and we had fun dusters. It was just like this, this activity that would just like grocery shopping became this family building, family bonding moment and, and every, and it was, it was a routine. It was just something we look kind of forward to as a family because it was satisfying. It was very satisfying. What do you think of this? So if you pay for a cleaning service in your house, you're actually setting your kids up to require the Ooh, same yes. thing as adults. I would agree with that for yeah. sure. You end up building this legacy. So buying Somebody paying somebody to actually cut your grass if your kids yeah. observe that, you know, they're going to think this is what you do. So you're actually doing your children a disservice 
buying any service I mean, to do chores around your house. Well, you're, you're teaching your children to always pay for the convenience instead yeah. of doing something themselves. But then that also doesn't just teach them to to buy other things. It teaches them not to work hard. It teaches them not yeah. to learn how to take care of themselves and their own messes and their their own problems in life. And they're not going to have any challenges, right? Taking your kids out to eat all the time, they actually lose like you could include your kids in, in preparing meals not teaching them how to cook so going out so i think exposing your kids to buying conveniences is definitely because you slope. lead i mean i'm sure you can i'm sure you can agree with this Trevor. you as a parent you said you are you lead by example your your actions speak louder than your words to your children and and, and it, that's reinforced yes. and that comes their norm i'm sure and i'm sure when your kids got older they continued to kind of follow behaviors that you um, you and your wife taught into them at a young age and that kind of kept going and going and going. And it, you're right. You kind of, and then, and then, and maybe you had more disposable, disposable income at that point, pretend you were paying for all these services. Well, I, I think I'm probably the one person at the table who can talk best to this. Um, I was raised in a fast food mentality kind of family. And so a lot of the time we spent three or four nights a week going out and getting fast food or We'd go to Loblaws and get Delicio pizzas and just throw them in the oven. We didn't um, do a lot of cooking at home ourselves because my parents were both working full time and they were working opposite schedules. And so a lot of the time we went out and we got fast food. And when I grew up, that was an extremely hard mentality for me to break on my own. I had to struggle with it constantly, not going back to that convenience. And it's only been in the last few years that I've fully been able to break that habit of of convenience food and one thing that has stuck with that is convenience coffee i still have a problem with buying coffee conveniently and it's something that i'm like have to try really hard to work at because i have that mentality almost ingrained in me from childhood onward and so that is definitely something your kids learn and apply in the future so you know when i think about parents and in buying fast food and buying meals because they're so busy. I I could say, looking back, there was this incredibly small... So I'm in my 50s, and there's this incredibly small window of time when I was... I felt like I was so busy, I could not keep up with my kids and all their activities. But it, and you, you think it's going to last forever, and you're going to have to maintain this pace forever, but it's actually an incredibly short window of time. But in, when you're in the middle of it, you you don't know when it's going to end. You think this is going to go on forever. But I don't like to say it's, it, okay, at your age, when I say 10 years, it sounds like a long time. Mm -hmm. But when you're 50, 10 years is a pretty small window. And I'm going to say there's this 10-year window where you're really just, you know, being pushed to your limit. Your kids are are nothing but, like, they, they, they can't provide a whole lot of resources to the household. They're just They're know, eating up resources. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and but it, and where you might feel the need to go out for dinner with your kids because you, you don't feel you have time to cook. If you can just put out that little bit of effort for that little window of time, it, you, you, you break a legacy of what you're describing. Well, and, and once you set that legacy in place, it's extremely hard to tell your kids no. So like I can remember clear as day, we used to go out for brunch every Sunday to Denny's. So like that was that was something that it just kind of happened once. And then the next week, me and my sister would just beg 
beg and beg and beg our parents to go back out again. And anytime they were like, no, you know, like, let's not do it this week. Let's go home and or let's have breakfast before we leave. We would throw the worst tantrums just because that was something that was almost a habit they set, they set for, a for our family. Exactly. And so as a child, I, I can recall having such an issue with breaking that habit and forcing my parents to like want to go to Denny's because it was such a good time all the time that we went there. And having that that first choice, if they had made that choice not to go, then it never would have become a habit. And so just deciding like not to do that once, I think the whole childhood would have been different. We wouldn't have begged all the time to go out. We would have been happier at home eating in. You know, like there would have been a lot more growth, I think, for for us personally as children than going and spending money constantly. You know, things that happen as a childhood are the hardest ones. So you say you struggle with coffee still. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think anything that was built into you as a child, like just say I developed a bad habit in my 20s. Breaking the habit would be hard, but it, it, not not that hard. Something that happens to you in, as in your childhood, undoing that, it takes far more effort. So I wouldn't be so hard on yourself. Uh, breaking breaking what happened to you as a childhood, I mean, this wasn't traumatic. No, but yeah, yeah. It, it, just say it was a traumatic thing. Trying to overcome that in your adulthood is harder than if you would have built this habit, in, say, at age 20. I think undoing that is pretty easy. But if it happened to you as, as like a, as a eight-year-old, that's you might not be able to do that by yourself. You know, you yeah. need the help of somebody to undo yeah. that. Somebody in your life constantly saying, you know, maybe you don't need that coffee, or you know what I mean. It, so I would not, you know, if if you're struggling just with coffee, you've done well to break the other. Yeah, breaking know, the food habit was the, the yeah. harder one. Um, eating yeah, fast food all the time and like realizing how unhealthy I was getting. Um, that was like the big precipice for me to to try and revert back to to not eating out so like this was way before i was vegan and stuff i would literally eat three or four big macs a day at at some points and because i was living on my own i didn't have anyone telling me that that's not a good thing to do i didn't have anyone saying you know hey stop drinking that much pop or don't have that much coffee and five monsters a day is not good for your heart like I didn't have anyone keeping tabs on me. And so for me, I was just spending the money frivolously as it came in. And that was extremely hard to break because all I had known before that was the same thing, just a little less of it. And so going forward and and going on your own, it's extremely hard to know what is okay and what's not okay. So let's jump on to the fourth type of convenience um so this is four to five so four is uh one-time events you look i do i'm just wondering <laughs> i'm wondering uh, i'm wondering what one-time events is uh this is trevor's list by the way so in my mind a one-time event is a i'm gonna say say you have a garage full of junk and you need it hauled away that's a one-time event or like a, so a semi-recurring event, uh, like maybe a once a year. Well, yeah, or say you have a, a a dead tree in your yard that needs to be taken down, right? These are things you could do yourself. There's these one-off things. And the thing with a one-time event is you don't. It's not a skill you've developed. Maybe 
It's something you're going to have to learn how to do. So that's going to take effort. And then you're going to have to do it. You might need to rent some equipment to accomplish it. it all that adds up to effort. But it, it's something you could, you know, with a couple of YouTube videos, figure out and do it yourself. And I'm saying that that's a convenience you can buy. But I think you're doing yourself a huge disservice in buying it. Here's another one. I just 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 say you're you say you're searching for a job, and you go to an employment agency where they might help you with your resume and and give you some interview skills. You could clearly get all that you know on the internet. You you could search things out. That that's another example. So I used yard work. I keep going back to yard work, but I wanted to give you an example of a one time event that's maybe less. So some people, they might not have the physical ability to take down a tree. I get that, you know, if you're an older person. But if you're looking for a job, that's a good example where you you need some, particularly if you haven't looked for a job in a long time, you might need some job hunting skills, but you could search that out yourself and find it. So I didn't want to make it just about a hard labor, right? So there's... So, I mean, I'm going to go back to not necessarily the tree example, but I mean... Um, Trevor, you've talked before about how you got, you got a patio put in your backyard and they, someone had to cut a big hole in the side of your house. I mean, that's a one-time event. You probably won't get another hole cut inside of your house, but things when it comes to, I think, plumbing, electrical. Well, we're going to get to, to, to specialty Ooh, skills. Especially, I'm re- you know, that, that's okay. coming up. So the, these are one-time things you could clearly do So yourself. it's still kind of like manageable, uh, but I'm going to, so I think, so if we, if we talk about that, then I think. The the only kind of area that I would kind of speak to where it might be best to consult someone else is just there's this kind of the specialty aspect and that their whether it's prof- their profession is dedicated to getting this right. Okay, I hate to go back to yard work, <laughs> but clearly it's funny. So here's one: is tuning up your lawnmower. Okay, that that that's something that that isn't something you do every year. Maybe at one time you used to, but I've had a lawnmower for about five years. The last year it was kind of running rough, and I thought, well. You know, I change the oil all the time, but I put, should maybe put in some new filters and maybe a carb kit to clean it up and make it run smoother. I could have clearly taken to a small engine repair shop and said, hey, tune this up. But I chose to do it myself. It turned out I, I was quite successful. A couple of YouTube videos again, you know but, what but I mean? But it turned I, out you were quite successful. So how many, so I'm just asking, how many times have you kind of engage in this in a one-time event or a seasonal event maybe once a year you do it and it has, hasn't worked out in your favor okay <laughs> here's the story here's one that where i i tried to attend myself so my my washer stopped working one one day and oh i boy. said well, i'll <laughs> i'll take it apart and see if i can this is before youtube so I, I said i'll take it apart and see if i can see what's wrong with it right i just thought you know what can this hurt so i started taking screws out of this washer and I probably got to about a hundred screws, no exaggeration, and this thing was still very far from being apart. I still couldn't see anything, but the screw, so the screws are taken out of this machine were mounting and mounting and piling up, and I got to the point where I was, there was you know six different size screws, and I was starting to forget where they came from. And I, thought, I got to the point where I thought, I don't know if I can get this thing back together if if I, ever, if I keep taking screws out and nothing comes apart. So I ended up calling a repairman, and he said to me, he says. You called me just in time. And I go, what do you mean? The washer stopped working a while ago. He says, no. Had you taken apart this anymore? And it's, it would cost you a fortune because you, you would have got to the part where, you know, for me to put back together what you undid would, would have caught, taken an hour. So you saved yourself an hour of labor by calling me when you did. Oh, wow. He says, because I get people that are doing what you're doing and they get this washing machine taken so far apart that I, as a repairman, 
can't, you know, it's going to take me a long time to figure out how to get back, you know, to undo what you did. So, <laughs> so there's a story of unsuc. You know, I I tried something and I I don't know. I had an inkling that I better stop. It was like a Rubik's cube. I turned it so far. You know, all the dots were not matching. So, so so in that respect, I think I, I might be also personality driven as well. If you're maybe if you're more. If, if your mind kind of works that way where you enjoy kind of solving puzzles and putting if you putting things together and taking things apart and i disagree i think resourcefulness is not optional as people who who are seeking financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices as our tagline i think being resourceful in all aspects of your life is not an option you can't you can't say ah, i don't want to be resourceful when it comes to yard work or i don't want to be resourceful when it comes to car maintenance or I, I don't think you get a pass on that. I think I think resourcefulness though is is something that has to slowly be learned. It's not oh, something yes. that is generally inherited. It's not something that people can just pick up on their own. So like going back to the example of uh, the resume and and having people fill out your resume and send it off for you. Um, my mom recently just used that service and she had great success with it. Whereas before she had applied to over 120 jobs with her resume. Um, for HR management and she couldn't find a single interview let alone a phone call an email nothing she ended up using this service so it's not like she wasn't resourceful she tried her best she did what she could um, but she ended up paying 300 bucks and she only had to pay the 300 dollars if she got a job from it and so she ended up submitting her resume they tuned it up really nice for her they sent it off she got a phone call within a week and wow. her job is now paying her double what it was paying her before so okay. for for some people my mom is an extremely resourceful person and she'll go out of her way to to not pay people money because she doesn't like spending money on things um so she'll go out of her way to not pay for a service if she doesn't have to so for her it was quite difficult to pay this 300 um but if she was guaranteed a better job from it she was willing to pay that so in, in some cases, it's not a matter of resourcefulness. It's just a matter of, let's say you don't have the ability to make that resume really nice on your own or just don't have the know-how or you can't learn how to do it, then that's something that you might have to get someone else to come and fix for you. Okay, so tell me this one. So on our list here, the next one is professional services. So maybe, just maybe, so that's one I'd be willing to pay for is any professional services. Maybe a resume is really falls not under a one-time event, but it is a professional service. Depending on who you are, I'd have to say. Like for me, like and for Courtney, doing resumes is is pretty easy. You know, our generation had a lot of, a lot of teaching. Oh yeah, in, it was built in, into in, to kind of any. My generation was doing it on a typewriter. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, yeah. So so that's the difference. So like my mom never got taught how to make a good resume, and for us, like I know in in high school and in college, for me, there was a lot of lot of emphasis on this is how you do a good resume these are the points you need and we have a lot more know-how jumping on the internet and searching it up than you know someone who is in an older generation would so that's something that maybe certain generations might have to pay for just because they can't grasp the the same mentality that the younger generation got taught so maybe just tell me if this sounds like what you're saying so for one generation uh Having a resume built for you and polished up is a professional service. And for, say, a different generation, 
that is just a, a skill that you're supposed to have. I would say it's a convenience for for me to go and get someone to pay for, like, or get someone to do my resume for me and to pay for it. That would be a convenience for me because I know I could do it and I know I could do a good job with it. So if you don't have the know-how and maybe the ability but choose not to exercise it, then that's convenient. Exactly. So I, I yeah. think I think it depends on the person. It depends on the circumstance. So there's there's always a a different way to look at it. So if someone just doesn't want to learn how to do a good resume and doesn't put the time or effort into it and doesn't actually try first, then they're paying for a convenience. But if they actually put that effort in, they try, they do what they can, and still nothing comes of it, and they have tried for let's say six months to try and get a job or something, then that at that point is not a convenience anymore. You've put in that good time. You've put in that effort. You've given it your best shot. And if you still see no results from that, then that might be a time to seek a professional service. So Trevor, taking so, apart so his my, washer. My wash, yeah, my wash machine. I did put out an effort. Yeah, so so you didn't pay for a convenience because you tried first to do it yourself. Now, you may have screwed like up, but you tried your best in that time to, to access your washer and see what you could do to fix it um you only paid for the professional service once you saw that you were going too far and there's no returning from that so, so maybe you can say you you're buying convenience if you don't even try exactly you're resourceful if you give it an attempt and you realize this is beyond your skill set and you 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 and then you pay someone to do it then now we're into your you're you're buying a professional service yeah even in a washing room machine repair you're buying a professional's mm -hmm. service so right? so let's say for me i just got a new car so learning how to take the tires off myself and learning how to do an oil change myself that seems like a lot of work for me um it's something that i eventually want to know how to do um but it's also extremely expensive piece of equipment and so it's not something that i'm willing to screw up first so it's something that let's say i have a mechanic friend i'm going to be like hey how would you do this? Show me step by step so I know how to do it properly. And then I will go on there from there and, and do it myself. But So we're on to professional services now. This is number five. And I would say because of the safety aspect of a car and, and the, the risk, you've got it's a very expensive piece of equipment. If you don't change your oil properly and get everything tight, you, you, you could leak your oil out yeah. in no time and damage your engine. So I think when it comes to professional services, be it for safety or just the just the risk, I think it's 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 money well spent. That that is a, that is a convenience. Actually, I don't even call it buying a convenience. That's just a cost of life. Yeah. So one is here's one a lot of people pay for is an accountant to do their taxes, and I I don't because I, I I'm an accountant. But <laughs> But I would say, you know, if you don't do your taxes properly and you don't pay your your share of income tax, you're actually committing an offense, a criminal offense, right? A very extreme case, there could be jail time, right? And also, just say you're selling a house, you need a lawyer to make sure you get a clean title on your house. Again, there's so much money involved, you, you can't afford to screw that up. Yeah, so there's certain professional and, and services that you can't you can't skip on and, and, and plumbing. Like, I mean, that that could result in, in injury. Well, I mean, well, electrical you're you're not allowed to do yourself that point. because your insurance won't cover you anymore if you you mess around with your home's electric system. Actually, insurance 
will ensure stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, I've asked that very question. Oh, really? And they still will and cover you, it. But here, here's what I was told. So just say I asked my brother to come over and help me wire my house and my house burns to the ground. The insurance company will rebuild my house, but they will also go after my brother who helped me and sue him. Oh. But they will ensure stupidity. Hmm. They, they do that. But I, I'm with you. I would never do my own electrical work. And I, I remember I was going to put in a, I was going to relocate the laundry tub in my basement. And I thought, I started sort of pricing out, know nothing about plumbing. And I started pricing out, you know, what, what would it cost me to move this laundry tub it, basically right across my basement? And I thought, a friend at work said, why don't you get a, a plumber in to quote, you know, give you a quote. And while he's quoting it, you might get a feel for the effort required. And he starts looking at it and, and he's sort of talking out loud and I'm standing beside him. And he starts talking about venting the drain. And I thought, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> so then I end up saying, you know what? I'm going to pay this plumber to relocate this sink because he already started talking about things I didn't even consider, right? Yeah. So that's just going out and pursuing it or, or getting, you know, talking to people in that industry. You can start to get a feel whether you're in the area of professional services. Actually, our number six one is specialty services. And I think they kind of yeah, go definitely. together. I kind of put down professional services being accountants and lawyers, right? And then specialty services, I was kind of thinking of trades, right? Those just can, I don't consider those me buying conveniences if I pay people for those services. What do you guys? No, because you know what? Even in all your examples that you've given, you've actually tried to do it yourself first. <laughs> even, even if you're just pricing it out. As or, wrong as that might have been. <laughs> You still you still tried. And so in that sense, you you weren't seeking a convenience. You were seeking to do it yourself first. You were seeking to see if you could. And then once you learned that that was something that required a professional or a specialty service, then you pursued that avenue instead. So I, I think as long as you're not being lazy, as long as you're not putting in that time to at least learn what it takes to do that task that you're looking at, whether it's cutting into your, your concrete or whether it's picking up sticks in your backyard before you lawnmower, you have to put that time in and that effort in to see what it will take and if it's something that you will have to pay for because it's not something you can accomplish yourself. Yeah, I would agree. Now, is there? have you ever paid for a convenience and then said, wow, I could have did that myself for like so much See, less? Okay, so the thing about this, so... Um, in my profession right now, um, I'm working in collaboration with with a um, a, a website designer. So we're working, we're outsourcing a new website. Um, it actually, and I, I've actually kind of created websites. Well, actually, the the, the Simple Money Solutions uh, LiveLifeSimple.ca. That website was it's a kind of a WordPress website that we put together. So that's kind of one end of the spectrum. So I like, I mean, I've I've kind of been versed in the website area, but. We and now that I'm working with our website designer, he's saying things and talking about things that I'm like, whoa, like whoa. And so after the fact, like I mean, after this website's done, I could probably, in retrospect, after learning with with our website designer, I I could probably say to myself, I could have done that myself. But I think unless I think you don't realize maybe how much work and how much knowledge they possess that allows individual to achieve the results that they achieved. Like I think it's it's easy. It's it's it's, it's nature to kind of pass judgment on on how how attainable that was so if you're going to err one way just in general would you err on the side of uh, i should 
by the convenience if I'm not sure or or the service or I should really give it my best effort. I was thinking of your your mother's example with the resume. Yeah. And I wonder how much time or how many opportunities she was passed by on before she come to that realization. Well, she had put out that resume to, she says it was about 100 to 120 different companies and corporations between, you know, here in Toronto. She was just wide spectrum applying. Um, and it wasn't until she went through this service that she started getting interviews. And she got uh, one interview within the first week, two more the week after. And that ended up that first one was the one that ended up hiring her like on the so spot. So do you think, basically. but do you think she passed, do you think she was passed up on other incredible opportunities because she didn't pursue the professional service sooner? I think she, she gave it her best try. And I think that in any way is honorable first is to, to give it your own shot, like try it yourself. So like for, for me, I've never paid for a professional service. I probably will soon with oil changes and stuff like that. But I've never paid for a professional or a specialty service to do something that I want to accomplish on my own. I'm a bit of a jack of all trades and I'm very resourceful. So a good example is I have this bench um, that I have for putting on my shoes. And I was looking at a certain style. I wanted like a nice industrial wooden looking bench with like piping for legs and stuff like that. And I went to a bunch of different stores and it was looking like four or five hundred dollars at some of these specialty stores to to get this kind of industrial bench that i was looking at and so you know i was like i'm gonna go to home depot i have i've never really built much on my own but i'm just gonna price out what it would cost to get like enough piping to do this to get enough uh screws to get the wood and it ended up being less than a hundred dollars to get the materials i didn't really know much of of how to build it myself so what i did is i contacted my best friend who's really good with tools and he's a roofer and he does a lot of building of his own stuff and so i called him up i'm like hey i got this bench i'm bringing materials over to you let's put it together and so i turned that that task of of something that i wanted into a fun event with a friend and so sometimes if you can't accomplish something on your own but you know someone close to you might be able to ask for help there's nothing wrong with asking for help Let's jump now on to the problem with paying for convenience. So I, I think we can all agree that paying for con- convenience in all aspects of our life is a problem. Well, I want to I just make the point that by paying, buying conveniences is a very gray area. I think we discovered, mm-hmm, right? Definitely. It, it, it's, and it's up for interpretation. And one person's convenience is another yes. person's, yeah. right? So if you are... Some of them are, if you're paying someone to clean your house and you have a bad hip, I don't think you're buying a convenience. No, no. If you can't physically do it yeah. yourself, so, then so no, I'm saying, it's not. It's paying for a service. It's I'm not saying, buying convenience. Uh, passing judgment on what somebody's, you know, paying for, it, 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 it's just a gray area. I think there's a few things that definitely aren't in the gray area. So eating out, paying for skip the dishes or uber eats those those are things that but but are, are completely not in the gray you, area you don't have to do it, that even even no 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 let me let me talk <laughs> even if even if you let's say are one of those people who are afraid to leave your home even if you you let's say can't for whatever means exit your house let's say you're disabled something along those lines you can still have good produce shipped in 
in full boxes. So healthy food shipped in, no problems. You can have meat shipped in. You can have all sorts of good foods that you can cook yourself shipped in instead of paying for the convenience of pre-made That's food. convenient. I agree. Though, but yes. No, 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 no. It's no, no, not no. convenience. I, no, if you can't no. leave your home. Yeah. yeah. So if you're having You food, have the choice. If you're having groceries delivered to your house rather than Uber Eats. You're not paying for you're convenience. You're not buying convenience. If Unless you, physically, you are physically able to go to the grocery yeah. store and, and purchase those things on your own. If you I can't agree. do that, then you still have the option of not paying for convenience. Yeah, yep, I agree. You, I agree. But if you're if you're a type of person who just orders your groceries to your home because you're lazy, then you are paying for convenience. And this is the gray area. That's that's a great yeah, example because no, yeah. that just shows how you you could still have food delivered to your house, but it's the kind of food which determines whether you're buying a convenience exactly. or not and your and your abilities. Yeah. Now, just say you you literally are bedridden. And you can't cook? And you can't cook. So Uber Eats is no longer a Yeah, convenience. then that's something that you, you have to pay for. But then you also have the... So, the, so going back here, <laughs> there's also the option. We live in a great world. There's also the option of having 30 pre-made meals delivered to your home in a bar. But that's a convenience yeah. you're buying, yeah. right? You're, so you're buying that convenience. But let's say you're bedridden and you don't have a choice... You don't have to Uber Eats it all the time. You can still buy. No, no but I, okay, I said Uber Eats, but prepare. You could, yeah. st- you could having one person getting groceries delivered to their house because they can't get out. Yeah. And somebody else could have prepared meals delivered to their house. Yes. Because they're bedridden. Neither of those people are buying conveniences. But let's say you're bedridden and you're ordering Uber Eats or skip the dishes. It's synonymous. Synonymous. A meal delivery service. I'm talking prepared meals. It doesn't yeah. have to be Uber Eats. Yeah. I'm talking raw groceries. Prepared yeah, meals. meals. Yeah, no, no, no. Service. But these are these are prepared healthy meals. But the cost is is significantly different. And we are talking on a financial podcast, so I'm going to bring up the cost of this. So you're paying, let's say, a hundred bucks. Yes, it'll be more expensive, but it'll be a lot less expensive yeah. than Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes. Yeah, on the general terms. Okay. You, you, one, they both could not be conveniences you're buying, depending on the person. Depending on the person, yes. Depending on the situation, hundred percent. So, so, so it, it's, it's this gray area. And I think that's why it's worth talking the convenience. It's just a topic of convenience is worth talking about on this podcast today because it's, it's gray and it's different for each person. So we can all agree that there is a problem for paying for convenience. Brings to the very end of today's show as well. Trevor, Jace, do you have any final thoughts or takeaways as we end the show? I, I would, my thing is one thing I've discovered in talking about this and I didn't think it up front is I think Buying conveniences, you just need to be honest with them because it's a very gray area. For one person's re- convenience is another person's requirement. So I would hasten to be judgmental, but be very honest with yourself. I think the last point that uh, I'd like to share to people is just keep that tool of resourcefulness always sharpened. So no matter what comes up, try and do it yourself first. Try and tackle it or even just research what it would be like to do it have that understanding and that knowledge because that'll always stay in your back pocket keep that tool sharp and then from there if you can't do it then you know you might have to pay for the service and on those two brilliant last notes that brings us to the very end of today's show thank you so much for joining us for this roundtable episode where we talked about the cost of convenience if there's a way in your life that you kind of routinely reach for convenience, but it benefits you, let us know. We want to hear about the ways that you kind of rely on convenience or shy away from convenience 
in your own life, you can always reach out to us by visiting our website, livelifesimple.ca. There's a contact submission form there. Or you can head over to, um, to our email. You can email us at livelifesimple.ca. livelifesimple365 at gmail.ca. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, keep it simple.